There is entirely too much going on in the world of reality TV this week. So, where should I even begin? Let's start with Married at First Sight. If you're not a fan of the show, it's a basic premise of marrying someone at the altar that you have never met that was chosen by three experts. This week, um, they did the finale episode where decisions were made. Did they want to stay married or get a divorce? And because of the pandemic, this drew out this season longer than normal. Normally, that show is over really quickly. It's maybe six weeks in decision day. But because of the lovely pandemic we're all dealing with, the show was impacted. So instead of them being together for only six weeks, they've been together approximately four months by the time decision day rolled around, which gives them more time to make a good decision if there are couples who have the potential to make it. If they are not, I feel like it just dragged out how much of their life was put on hold or how much of their life was pretty miserable for a little while. If you really don't have a comfortable relationship with the person that you've been matched with, let's just say that. Um, Normally, the reunion show is further down after decision day. But because of COVID and the fact that this had to be drawn out, they had already filmed it. So they went ahead and played the reunion special the day after they played the decision episode so reunions were last night and let us know you know who's still together after decision day so obviously because i watch both of them back to back my comments may run back and forth between decision day and the reunion okay so starting with the million bennett you know i've said before that i really thought they had the potential to make it. And on decision day, they did choose to stay together. And as of the reunion, they're still together. And they're off living in Virginia, where she had to be for a little while for her doctor duties, let's say. Um, it's different for him having left New Orleans because he's very eccentric. I guess you could say, well, he's, he fits in very well with New Orleans. So there's that. But on the decision night, only Bennett could decide that he had a surprise for her. And that surprise entailed him unbuttoning his pants in the middle of the room with the experts. I think everybody was a little bit scared about where he was going with this. But in the end, it just turned out he wanted to show her. He had put a tattoo on his butt with her initials inside of a heart. Technically, it's really at the top of his butt. So you could almost say it's just lower back, but whatever. So I guess that made it very, very clear what his decision was in the end. Luckily, she also made the same decision and they seem perfectly fine. Perfectly happy with that decision. Um, Brett and Olivia, as expected, chose to get a divorce. I mean, technically, he 
left the house prior to decision day because, like I said, this dragged out. And I guess he decided, why continue to put my life on hold when this is not working? They had made absolutely zero progress on making a marriage work, either of them, let's be honest. They didn't even hold hands by that point. They don't talk. They Everything he says, she says she's suspicious of it, that it's fake. Everything he does is very, very sarcastic. And as one sarcastic person to another, I get the sarcasm, but there's a time and place to turn it off or to dial it down and take someone seriously when they're trying to express how they feel. I honestly really don't think he really liked her in the first place. So that's why he never wanted to dial it down. I think he wanted to go back to his serial dating ways and his fun and his I don't think he really wanted to be married to her. So that impacted all decisions in the first place. But luckily for them, they made the right decision to end this. When it came time to the reunion, he was only there briefly. He did not stay for the portion of the reunion where they're all together as a group. He bowed out. And, you know, his choice, he probably felt like he didn't want any more negative energy sent his way because she was being very forthright about her thoughts on if anything from him had ever been genuine. His so-called apologies, his expressing things now, you know, the text that he sends to her, still calling her his beautiful wife and all that crap. She doesn't believe any of it. So I guess based on that, he just decided to bow out of the second part of the reunion. But, you know, we all knew they were not meant to stay together. Woody and Amani, as fan favorites, did exactly what we expected. Um, She did choose to mess with him a tad bit and tell him she wanted a divorce. Because if you recall, one of the former episodes, he told her if she told him no at the end, he was going to flash out. And she dared him, he better not. So she says it was a joke messing with him. Some of us thought perhaps she were testing him. Because after all, he had just poured his heart out about how he felt about her. And that's why, of course, he wanted to stay married. So... She did make that little joke, but then she expressed that, you know, of course she wanted to stay married. Um, And I'll get back to them in a minute. Uh, Henry and Christina, did any of us not see the divorce coming? I don't think they got past holding hands either. They, I think the only time they even kissed each other was at the altar. And I'm not even sure they really kissed then. I don't remember if it was just a cheek or not, but... They never. First of all, the entire season, she came off as very, very angry and impatient with everyone. The camera crew, him, people in general. She kept saying things that he found to be dishonest. So then you flash forward to the whole text gate mess where she basically alleged that she received a text from a guy who said he was in a relationship with Henry. Now, at the reunion, Henry is saying that she basically tried to hold that over his head. She tried to insinuate that if he didn't treat her correctly or 
stay in line with things that she would expose this information. She swears that's not what she says, but mm, we all know how we sometimes feel like some of the things Christina says aren't quite up to par. Let's just put it that way. So I feel like him saying that she was threatening him is probably very, very true. Or at the very least, that's how he took it. And the fact that he asked her more than once to see this text and she never would makes it more suspicious. Now, she alleged at the reunion that she never thought he was gay. However, multiple people were told by her that she thought he was gay. So, mm. and because I think little sweet Henry had had enough, in the reunion, he just let loose and said that he had his issues anyways because at their wedding, A, she told him she had just come out of a five-year relationship eight months prior. So he was already concerned whether she would be able to be ready for marriage. Then some of the wedding guests had been talking to his family, and it turns out the rumor was she had just got out of a five-year relationship with a married man. And supposedly they did very hateful things to each other during that time span. So he was very concerned that she would do those kind of things to him. And as it turned out, when she, of course, did the whole text thing, he assumed, and here we go. It begins. But she did get very emotional at the reunion. It may or may not have looked very fake, but <laughs> hey, he saw that. She tried. And he... You know, I, I really expected him to just say, oh, I accept your apology just because of who he is. But he actually said, I acknowledge your apology. That's it. That's all he did. And he moved on. And you have to respect him for that. Why pretend to accept something when you don't believe someone genuinely means it? You don't believe they are really remorseful for anything they did to you over the time span you were married to them. So I wish her well. But hopefully Henry will find someone who actually wants to be with him going forward. And then, of course, Karen and Miles. A lot of us really had high hopes for them, but she was getting a lot of hate online because she kept all these walls up with him and he kept trying and kept trying. Luckily, by decision day, they both choose to stay married and give this a shot. And they both admit that the last few weeks had been a lot better with opening up and letting some of those walls down. So in the long run, I guess the pandemic helped them because had they made decisions within that six-week time frame the show normally has, they probably would have both chosen a divorce. So it's good that they did not. But once everyone got together as a group, we did find out that, you know, everyone obviously had to move out of the apartment. We got little quick videos of everyone's homes. Amelia and Bennett's home is exactly what you would expect for Amelia and Bennett. It's very unique. It's very them. And right before they left, everyone got together to decorate their car and say goodbye to them, which looked very staged. But hey. The show did it so that we could say goodbye, I guess. Then when Karen and Miles did their 
little video, they made a point after showing us around their house of walking out the front door, counting their steps, maybe getting to 32, knocking on another door, and there's Amani and Woody. So apparently they're all on the same street. And when asked how much they see each other, they did acknowledge they see each other probably every other day. So it makes for great companionship having someone else that was already your friend be very close and who has who's going through the same experiences you are so they can kind of be each other's buffer when they need someone to talk to, you know, because the guys were already friends. So this gives the, the women a chance to have someone to be close to who's experiencing the same thing, you know, but all in all, I guess New Orleans was a success for now because we did have three couples out of the five stay married. Who knows? Because, you know, sometimes those decisions are made and then we check in a little later and quite a few of these people are no longer together. So we shall see. They are already all turning on their social media accounts because they are forced to turn them off during the season. And everyone's, you know, very happy and going about things and showing us all these pictures they've been taking during the time frame when they were not allowed to show whether they stayed together or not. So in the end, I'm very happy for them, you know, and the show is apparently already filming the next season, which will be in Atlanta. So that should be interesting. Um, also, the Bachelorette. I'll be honest, I haven't watched The Bachelorette recently. Oh, I don't know. I think the last time I watched a season was maybe Rachel Lindsay, maybe. And I don't even think I watched her entire one. I think I popped in and out. Well, this one I decided I wanted to watch just based on all the premieres of the train wreck that it promised to be. The latest Bachelorette, at least for the moment, is Claire Crawley. She's been hyped as the oldest Bachelorette over and over. Why they keep bringing that up, I don't know. I think she's 39, but apparently that's a big deal. However, we heard all these rumors before the season even started that she falls for some guy right immediately and get so obsessed with him. She doesn't want to continue the date. She doesn't want to do things. She doesn't want to film. She, it ends up being that she has to be replaced. Now the show would never confirm or deny the rumors. True enough. But I watched the first couple of episodes and it is indeed a train wreck. Now, of course they could be editing her to make her look more dramatic, but I don't even know how at this point. Because from the moment she meets Dale, which is the guy this is all allegedly going to blow up from, she initially says, oh, I think I've just met my husband. Girl, you met him two seconds ago. And you flash forward in every, as she's planning dates, she keeps wanting to invite him on dates, even though he already has a rose that day. And so technically he shouldn't even be on the date and she gives him more attention than she gives other people. I mean, she's on a group date at one point and disappears with him for like an hour, making out in her room, in her bed, 
And I'm pretty sure had the cameras not been there, it would have went a lot further than it did. The guys are like sitting there wondering where the hell she is on this date, getting up, looking for her. One of them finally goes searching, goes to her room, knocks on the door, and he can clearly hear them scurrying around, trying to straighten up their clothes and get to the door. And really, girl, this is what we're doing. And I have to agree with some of the guys. If you don't want any of them, let them go on with their life. Let them go home because the people in this show have taken off work. Some of them have to quit work because filming is so long. They've left their families. They've left their lives to be on this resort, to be tested every five seconds for COVID, to be sequestered for weeks, to make sure it's safe that they're all healthy, nothing, no no issues, And then you get obsessed with one dude the moment you meet him and you're not giving any of them an opportunity. Seriously. I mean, there's even a game date where they're supposed to be playing kickball. She changes the rules and decides it needs to be strip kickball. And these guys have to keep taking clothing off every time their team loses. Now, let's be honest, y'all. Had this been a Bachelor episode and he wanted all these girls to take a piece of clothing off every time they lost the game until they're naked for the most part. Because most of them ended up completely naked. I think a couple had their G-strings on. If this had been that type of situation with women, we would have all been livid. We would have been boycotting. We would have been angry. We would have all had something to say. But because it was her, some people tried to laugh it off while others were very upset, including one of the guys who ended up calling her out on it. Because between that and some other things she had done, because, oh, yeah, she has a temper tantrum on the first group date because she felt like after she gave her toast and she sat there, it went dead silent and no one asked to take her off and talk to her. She got all indignant about this because it was embarrassing and it was hurtful to her. And girl, please, it's their first time even being on this show. Maybe nobody realized or maybe no one wanted to be the very first person to jump up. That was not even called for the way she acted. So one of these guys did end up calling her out. Now, to his credit, he started out with really great information The fact that she had a temper tantrum like a child, the fact that she made a strip game out of kickball didn't really go well for someone you're considering mothering his child, as he put it. However, he did take it too far because somewhere in his little speech, he started going off on her and calling her names and using profanity. So, yes, he took it too far. But a lot of people on social media seem to really love the fact that he stood up to her. And it went about as expected because several of these guys came out, jumped to her defense. And the only person she even noticed was, you guessed it, Dale, because he's the man. You know, there have been several rumors that she and Dale talked outside of this show before the show started. Several allegations that have been denied over and over by the show. But what else can be the explanation 
By the second date, she's telling this dude she has feelings for him. And yes, I understand the whole love at first sight thing. But mm, you're 39 years old. You came on this show to find a husband. You've been on The Bachelor. You've been on some of the spinoff shows like uh, Bachelor in Paradise. So what about this guy was so impactful that you're ready to throw everything to the wind immediately? Forget it. You you just want him. That's it. What about it? Because the guy, I, I just don't get it. And because I don't, I can't figure out if the tad bit of arrogance he exudes is because he knows she feels this way or if he's just like that all the time. I don't know. But I wasn't that impressed that she had talked like that. Whatever. This coming week should be her exit and the entrance of the new Bachelorette based on the promos because they ended last week's episode with, what is it, Taisha Adams coming out of the pool at the resort. So obviously the rumors are true. She is replacing Claire. And we'll see, hopefully on Monday, how Claire finally exits. What's going to finally happen to just take her out and bring someone in. But we shall see, because I'm so over it. I think a lot of us are. If you read the, if you just check any social media platform and plug in the Bachelorette right now, a lot of people are just desperate for her to go. They're over it. I was really willing to try to give her a shot. It just didn't work out quite well. And of course, this week, we also got the final of Big Brother All-Stars. And I'm quite happy with the results, actually. I was very concerned about who would end up in the bottom three. The Well, I guess you'd say top three. Um, because without saying names, because I don't want that drama, I don't want people coming for me, there were certain people I really did not want to win. There were comments they made, there were things they did that came off like they were very racist, or they either just outright lied to people a lot, and it really irritated me. It's like, okay, I get it's a game, and I get bending the truth to help further your game but that does not equate having to just straightforward lie about things that really aren't game things and that are causing more controversy in the game for instance the whole lying and conniving that ended up getting Devon seriously upset and you're starting she's starting fights with other people she, well, she's getting really upset with David because she really thinks he did something. And it turns out he didn't do. They point blank lied to her. More than one person. Some of them took lying to the extreme. And some of them, going to leave the names unsaid, seemed very focused on, let me get the black people out of here first. Then we can play the game. Very focused on, let me get anyone out of here who's not heterosexual out of the game. Maybe they're not racist, maybe they're not homophobic, but that's how they came across. So they should really change that type of behavior if they don't want us to think that's what they're doing. But in the end, the top three ended up being Cody, Enzo, and Nicole. 
And surprisingly enough, when Cody got final head of household, he chose Enzo to go to the end and not Nicole, which I'm sure blindsided the crap out of her because she just knew he was choosing her. When all the votes came in, it's maybe only the second time there's been a unanimous vote for the winner. And of course, Cody won. Doesn't mean Enzo lost out because I think the winner gets like 500000 and the second place person gets 50000 So he still made out with more than he would have gotten third place. And America's Choice gets, I think, is 25000 And America's Choice vote was Devon. So I was good with that. Not sure if I would sit through another Big Brother because I swear this one was a, tr- it, it just wasn't good. To say they were supposed to be all stars, nobody wanted to make any big moves. Everybody just wanted to, like I said, it seemed like y'all are targeting certain people and getting them out first and then playing the game. It just was a, it wasn't an exciting game. The only people I was even rooting for by the end after Devon and Bailey and everybody else was out was Cody and Enzo because neither one of them was just outright lying to people about ridiculous stuff. They didn't seem to be picking off or anti-black people. They seemed to be just running a really good social game and really fighting in competitions. So I felt like the two of them really deserved to win more than some of the others. But hey, that's my opinion. Anyway, going to be making some changes with the podcast and adding in possibly an extra one at times that has absolutely nothing to do with reality TV. Because as you know, it was not supposed to all be when I announced it, just reality TV. So the alternates haven't decided which day those will be. We'll see. But I'll keep the primary ones on Thursday like they are. This one's late because, of course, I wanted to add the Meredith First Sight reunion to what I was saying that played last night. So, hope you all have a great, great weekend and stay out of trouble.